Cleanouts by GBella is a full-service cleanout business offering cleanouts for offices, homes, commercial buildings, estate sales, attics, basements, storage units, and much, much more. They will remove carpeting, wood or metal sheds, above-ground pools, wood or metal swing sets, and scrap metal. They basically do it all. They'll remove any trash you have, and they're very, very reliable and very easy to get in touch with. Cleanouts by GBella also offers rekeying services for foreclosed properties. So if you're in the REO business or the foreclosure business of real estate, they're definitely going to be somebody you want to keep on your contact list. They are fully licensed and insured company available for any of your property preservation or cleanout needs, working with many realtors and attorneys throughout the state of New Jersey. For a free estimate, contact Frank at 908-296-8519 and check them out on Facebook and YouTube at Cleanouts by G. Bella. Again, it's 908 296 8519. Give them a call today. Our second sponsor for this episode is Garden State Water Heater Company. My 50 gallon water heater was leaking. I Googled them and I found Garden State Water Heater Company. Sean and Carmen showed up the same day and within an hour they removed and replaced a 50 gallon ream water heater and showed me how to flush and maintain the unit for longer use. They're very hands on and they will show you and instruct you on how to maintain your water heater as well as replace it. Um, I couldn't have asked for better customer service. They showed up, they were quick, and they were extremely reasonable. Garden State Water Heater cover all of New Jersey and can be reached anytime at 973-434-4100. Again, their number is 973-434-4100. Give them a call today and get a free estimate. What's going on, everybody? This is Mike Greco with Real Talk, the number one real estate podcast in New Jersey. And today I have a very special guest, Henry Eisenstein with Real Estate Enhanced Team. How are you doing, Henry? Doing awesome. How are you? Doing good, doing good. I always start out every episode by asking my guest, how are you doing? How's the business going? And where do you see the market going? As like a, a little icebreaker question. Sure. So um, as of right now, I guess we're uh, beginning... Uh we're mid-July, I guess, when we're recording this. So, yeah, um, market's on fire. I mean, the, the, it's an insane seller's market right now. I've been telling a lot of people that you know, if it really comes down to brass tacks, net profit is the best time in the world to sell it. Right. Um, I'm also in the flipping game, so it's it's interesting where it's like, unless the deals are on fire, it's kind of we're kind of worried to see where the future kind of holds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, insane seller's market, buyers better be you know better be prepared to make a, a ton of offers before they get one accepted or be you know, 20, 30k over ask. Yeah, um, yeah. Commercial market, I also do commercial, so it's been kind of rough, honestly, mm. and, uh, being a landlord with my family for a long time. Like, we've seen more vacancy now than almost ever before. Right, right. So commercial market's going to be a little rough. We're going to see a lot of changes in that market. But um, overall, I just think, in, you know, you got to shift and adapt shift and adapt yeah. what happens. So yeah, yeah. The best of it. Absolutely. So from an investor standpoint, how do you see, you know, I know that I, I feel like the market's a really great seller's market right now, but not a great buyer's market. So for your flips, how are you finding good deals on for flips? It's, it's becoming harder and harder and harder because now it's like, you know, when the market's okay, like a normal market, let's say, and uh, people go like, oh, yeah, I'll do for sale by owner. Us as agents are always like kind of laugh in the background because yeah. we know most likely it's not going to sell. Yeah. You know, now it's like I have friends that are putting their house on Zillow and it sells in three hours. 
Mm. You know, they're just getting so many phone yeah. calls because there's just not enough houses for sale. Right. So it's like now those individuals where I would be able to go to you and try to negotiate a really good price on your house because you don't want to list it with an agent. Right. And they just want an all cash offer as is, no problem. They're still being able to list it on the market and by themselves it. and sell it for a crazy price. Which so is, yeah. it's, it's a really weird dynamic that we have now. But again, it's just, you know, it's a numbers game. You know, yeah. you just got to knock yeah, yeah. more doors or whatever the case may be. Exactly. Exactly. And you're big on cold calling. I remember back in the, in the office when I used to be in the East Monmouth office, you were, you, your team was always cold calling, always in the phones in the morning. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I feel like, you know, when you're first starting out in this business, there's no better way. Right. Uh, and I feel like, you know, you got to uh, start there at least. Yeah. Because a lot of people, it's funny, right? So I'm like, I'm like 90 plus percent referral at this point. That's awesome. Um, at this point now. Yeah. And um, it's interesting, though, where a lot of people think that you can do that right off the bat. Yeah. And it's it's very, very, very Oh, difficult. you know, you got to build that up. Yeah, and I feel like the, the experience that you get when you're cold calling for 8 to 10 hours a day is, by you know, bar none, like the best experience you could possibly get because you understand sales at a high You learn to understand sales at a high level. Oh, definitely, yeah. You yeah, know, definitely. because a lot of people who don't, uh, they don't start with that and they yeah. start getting the objections even from the referral clients that they get. Yeah. They don't understand how to overcome those and they're not able to progress as fast. Right, right. Kind of like throwing yourself in the fire and kind of learning through that, learning through the experience and like yeah. call eight, eight to ten hours a day is a lot of calling. Yeah, but like you think about it, like when you're when you're uh, a brand new agent and I know that some people start off part time, whatever the case may be, but like think about it, like, you know, what are you going to do? Three, like right. you only make money in so many ways in this business. Right. It's either you're on the phones or you're in person yeah. with a client. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Everything else doesn't not doesn't make you money. Right. Right, so it's like everything else you can pay somebody to do in this business. Yeah. But the lead generation and client appointments, you need to be the face of that. Right. So it's like if you're not doing that, I don't know what you're spending your time doing. Right. If you don't have business, then you have nothing better to do. You have no excuse it other than call. It is the highest dollar per hour activity period. Yeah. Lead generation. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, I was kept teaching at the office all the time, and I would tell the office, like, we need to keep teaching lead generation until people realize that there is nothing else you need to know in this right, business. Right, right. You can learn contracts or pay somebody to do it. You know, everything else can be, you know, uh, leveraged out, yeah. hired out. Yeah. There's no purpose of doing spending any time doing anything else besides lead generation as often as possible. Even me now today. Yeah. That is still my highest dollar productive activity. How often, how, how many hours a day do you call? Now it's nowadays? become like maybe it's like one to three a day. Okay. But it's like now, but here's the best part, right? And we'll talk about this in a later point in this, uh, here is... I'm now building deeper relationships with the people who push more, the most business to me. Right. Right. Yeah. Because like right now, if they're doing five deals a year to me and they're they're sending me referrals of five to six, seven, eight deals a year, how yeah. do we get that to twenty? Right. Right. Because I know that here's the crazier part. I, you know, it's it's interesting in the dynamic where, you know, uh, a lot of people would chase the one-off deals, like the for sale by owners or the expireds or the cancels or whatever the case may be. That was me back in the day, like you just talked about. Yeah. And you're chasing one-off clients. Mm. And don't get me wrong, those one-off clients can eventually refer you maybe a deal or something like that. Right? Yeah. But they're not avidly looking. But if you find strategic partnerships who can constantly refer you business, like I have some people who give me one or two, three deals a month. Right. Right? And guess Best what? How many of those people do you need in order to make a lot of money in this business? Not a lot. Just a few of them. Right? So now my phone yeah. rings all the time with people who are looking to do something because they were referred to me. Yeah. And how many more of those relationships can I build? Yeah. Right. And then eventually I get to the point where like I really don't have to prospect so much, but love on the people who refer me. Exactly. Give them the best treatment. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And then like the funny thing, but when I'm teaching salespeople now, it's like, how much would you pay to have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 salespeople working for you? How much would you pay? No idea. Hundreds of thousands of yeah, dollars, millions yeah, of dollars, right? Because yeah. you, in your mind, everyone goes like, well, that's that's going to make me a lot of money, right? Right. What if I told you that you could do that for free? by becoming really close friends with the people who refer you business mm. and building deep relationships. Yeah, And yeah. I've just spent so much time 
over the last few years building that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, it's like how it's 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 an amazing thing when so, like when you get a referral, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. When yeah. you get two or three or four referrals from that same person every single month, you're starting to say like, now this is a business partnership. Right. You're creating a relationship. Yeah, that's it. And you it's important. Yeah, that's definitely important to you know nurture and stay attentive to those clients that are going to refer you versus hunting after new business and kind of leaving them on the back burner and yeah, neglecting right. them. Definitely more important. Um, so I want to ask you. How old are you now, and when did you get in the business? How long ago? So I'm 25 now. I'll be 26 in October. Yeah. And um, I started when I was the month before my 21st birthday. So only like four, five, four, five, four, five, five years? five years, yeah. Okay, okay. And tell me a little bit about when you first started. Like, how did you get into it? Sure. What, what were you doing? What was your first deal like? Oh, it's so crazy. So, <laughs> uh, small world. I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in a second. So yeah. when I started, um, I was running a couple franchises as a general manager. And okay. uh, my friend got me to get my license because he's like, hey, I got a friend of mine who's making a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, we both got our, I, I had actually, we both went to class together. Yeah. I got my license. He never passed the test. Oh, man. So my life changed forever. Yeah. And, um, you know, crazy enough, thank God. And uh, the I knew right off the bat I needed a mentor. So mm. the only person that I knew in the business was in the REO space. Okay. And we managed like 50 to 100 foreclosures. Wow. Okay. Think about it. Like when you're 20 years old and you're watching Million Dollar List in New York, you're definitely <laughs> watching something, right? Yeah. And I'm watching Million Dollar List in New York and inspired by Ryan and right, right. Frederick, right? And then I get in the business and I'm managing foreclosures. Totally different totally worlds. Different totally different world. world. And <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. And yeah. I hated it because like, you know, it just was nothing. Yeah. Like what I assumed it was. But like when you first get in the business, you don't know what real estate is. Right. Right, you just kind of uh, you learn it as you go, right? So, anyways, my uh, uh, she taught me a lot about being. She taught me that one of the best lessons in the world, which was what not to do to make a lot of money in the business. Okay. Which was I was like her assistant. Yeah. You know, fair enough, but it taught me a lot because I lost everything my first year. Mm. I went completely broke. I saved up really? a lot of money. I had no debt when I first started in real estate. I was like thirty grand in the bank. No debt. Within 12 months, I was the complete opposite. Really? Wow. Yep. I, I had to ask my parents for money for the first time in my life. Wow. Because um, I couldn't even make my car payment. It was only 350 bucks. I had $200 in yeah. my name. And it's funny because I saved the picture of my bank account. Yeah. I saved that picture. That's um, so funny because I actually had the same thing. Surreal. Like uh, It's like two, three years ago, I had I have a screenshot of my bank account in the negative. And I was like, someday yeah. I'm going to look back well, at this. I, I look back at it all the time. And I'm just like, it's so crazy where, where I'm at now. And um, anyway, so... 12 months later, I ended up closing my first deal ever, which was actually a lead I got from her, but they didn't like her very much. So she they, passed they, on to you. They, they came to me and okay. they, uh, they sold their home and bought a home. And the funnier part was, and the reason why I said small world is that that agent who brought the buyer to my listing, which makes no sense. Here's the funny thing, right? I listed it for so much higher than any other house in the neighborhood because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Okay. And it still sold <laughs> in like two weeks. Really? It didn't make any sense. Like, I got really lucky. You got lucky, lucky. yeah. I got really lucky. But anyways, the, per- the, the agent who brought the buyer, her name, her name is Grace, and uh, she actually just uh, brought a buyer to one of my houses, and I haven't done a deal with her in five years. So now you're reconnecting? Yeah, I'm reconnecting with her. So it's super, super wow. small world, man. So wow, everything. So funny, but full circle. Full circle. So what ended up happening was uh, I uh, right before that, uh, right before I started working with that buyer, I left working with her. Okay. And um, I ended up working uh, for another, another company for like two months. Okay. Went to a Tom Ferry seminar. Yeah. Because I made like 20, 30 grand. 
mm-hmm. um, on these two deals. And I was like, okay, whatever I just did, how do I keep doing this? Because yeah. this is amazing. Like, right. I haven't made any money in this business, and all of a sudden you make 30000 in two transactions, and you're like, how do I do this again and again and again? Right, right. And I got hooked. Yeah. Um, and I went to a Tom Ferry seminar. I met this guy, uh, Dave, uh, who was one of the speakers, top agent uh, out of northern New Jersey. And yeah. within two weeks, I was working for him. Just because I knew I needed mentors in my life. Yeah, definitely. That's the best way to learn. I mean, similar to you, not to interrupt you, I'll let you keep going. But uh, similar to you, when I was working with Jen, I started out as her assistant. And she she does a lot of REO business as well. So I kind of was in the trenches. And that's how I learned the entire business. Just working as her as an assistant, salary job, not even practicing as an agent. Um, But I was licensed. And then, you know, that definitely got me set up where I felt more comfortable being a solo agent after. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I mean, working for somebody else, you know, especially when you're young or really, you know, age is just a number, but like, you know, young to the business is imperative. Yeah. Especially, you know, young to sales. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like starting a business. I always tell, you know, people come to me now uh, and they're talking about starting their own company. I'm like, why don't you go work for somebody? Right. At a really high level. Study underneath them. Study for... underneath them for a couple of years, bank yeah. a lot of money, and then start your own business in three, four, five years. Yeah. Like, what's what's the difference? That's what um. You know, Gary Vee says all the time. 100%. He says I, all the time. I'm a full supporter of that. And, yeah. Uh, so anyways, I was working for Dave for about a year. Okay. Um, things just didn't go the way I thought they were, so I kind of got really turned off from the real estate world. Mm. Um, you know, he's a great guy, and I just it, things just didn't pan out the way I expected. Mm. So, uh, funny enough, I got out of the business. Really? I got out of the business, and I started like we were just chatting. I started like four or five different businesses, all different businesses. Okay. A marketing company, a consulting business, uh, two e-commerce companies, a clothing brand, and all interesting. I started because I just like I had this entrepreneurial bug, and I couldn't get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, right? Uh, And I was just speaking with a close friend, and I hope he hears this, right? We were just we had a really really long talk, and we were talking about like people chase money, Hmm. but what they should be chasing is the result or the freedom from it right and it doesn't it doesn't like when, when you're chasing money anything that you hear that can make you money you will stop doing what you're doing jump to it jump to it and uh, what ends up happening is that you end up never making any money right but when you just chase freedom and you chase you know the result of what you're after and you chase passion and you chase you know like this this dream and this vision that you have yeah if you just focus on one thing Mm. You'll you'll make it eventually. Right. You know, there are people who make millions of dollars. You know, like you look at Colonel Sanders. He makes a lot of money. You know, selling fried chicken. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just like, um, uh, and I know a lot of people. You know, they make a ton of money in restaurants. They make a ton of money in you know selling clothing or whatever. Whatever that one thing is, you do it better than anybody else. You'll make a lot of money. Right. Right. And uh, no matter what it is. Yeah, you gotta stay targeted on it though. 100%. A lot of people jump and I around. I know that. Yeah. So I started four or five different companies, and I was like 22 at the time, 23 at the time, and I actually had a Tony Robbins coach. Okay. I was done with Tom Ferry because I was out of the business, so I got a t- I got this Tony Robbins coach because I went to a bunch of Tony's events. Nice. Amazing, by the way. Um, anyways, my coach is like, hey, kid, what 23-year-old kid has five companies and then becomes wildly successful? Other than mm. Not a single person I've ever studied. He yeah. goes, what makes you think you're going to be the first? Mm. And that really hit home. And he goes, if you had to focus on one thing for a decade, for the next 10 years, blinders on, eyes closed, just so super dialed in, lasered in, right? Uh, what would it be? Mm. And in that moment, I knew it was real estate. Mm. And I just, I don't know what came over me, but I, that next morning, I went to uh, the office, and I ended up winning all these crazy awards from the year before. Okay. And, uh, you know, top single agent, top listing agent, top this, top volume, whatever. And I'm like, I was like, this is crazy. And I was yeah. like, this was a sign that I made the right decision. Yeah. And uh, I started my team two weeks later. Wow. So it's like my team has only been, I mean, we've only been a team for like, what, two and a half years. Okay. Oh, wow. 
you know, and like yeah. first year we did like eight and a half million, second year we did 25 million, and it's just like, you know, we're on track for like 30 and change right now. It's awesome. You That's know, great so it's growth. Crazy, yeah. You know, and uh, it's it's a wild ride, but like when you like, I feel like when someone really dials into what they're really good at, and like my specialty is just networking and people and communication. It's like you can't lose. Yeah, definitely. No, no. You said that you were involved in some franchises before you got your license. Yeah, so I was the GM at a place called Pump It Up. It's a kids' party place. Okay, cool. And it's funny how it's like I uh, worked under the the owner, and um, I, I owe them everything. I mean, honestly, like they taught me everything. And it's weird because. I I, uh, I I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs that were really successful guys, and they're all like, yeah, you know, like, I got my first job at 8, 9, 12. <laughs> like, I didn't even want a job. Yeah. My first job was, like, 17, 18. I didn't even want really? a job. Really? Yeah, I was playing video games all the time. That's I was, interesting. I was, life. I was enjoying life. But uh, probably that was one of my first jobs, and, and within two years, I was, a, you know, I was a manager, and then within, you know, six months, I was a general manager, and loved it for, like, a little bit. But what I, the point of this is that, like, the, the owner would work seven days a week, every yeah. week every hour of the day. Right. And I would shadow him and I would meet him at 6.30 in the morning at his house and we'd get back at 11 o'clock at night and he would kill himself. Right. And I just had so much respect because he was just chasing a passion, Mm. chasing his dream. So he loved what he was doing. He loved it. Okay. And it's just like, I saw that it just, it it wasn't work as much as he was really killing himself. Yeah, yeah. Right, because a lot of people were like, oh, you know, know, it was a hard day today. No, this man was killing himself, Mm. right? Like, working every second, always on the phone, always moving, always doing something. It's like, it's almost like he he passed that bug on to me where like, when I'm working seven days a week now, I don't think anything of it. It's just what I know is true to make, to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. You got to surround yourself with people like that. I mean, that's really what's going to motivate you. If, if all your friends are slacking off and all your friends are going out drinking every night and you know that's doing what whatever, gonna do. you're going to end up falling into that and doing that as well. 100%. But if everybody's working, you're going to be working as well. Yeah, but that's why, like, when people tell me now, like, oh, you got to slow down. I'm like, no, this is what I know. Right, right. This is what I know. This is why I'm successful because when I work seven days a week, I forgot. I don't know who. Uh, I don't know. It's like Lori from Shark Tank or whatever that okay. that everybody sees on Instagram. Where it's yeah. Like, um, entrepreneurs will work 100 hours a week, so they never have to work a 40 hour work week ever again. Right, right. You that's know, so it's true. like that's that's what I'm chasing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. it's like when you work 100 hours a week and someone else works 40, every year that I work is like two and a half of your years. Right, right. right? So it's like when people say like, well, you know, your growth has been really quick. I'm like, you have to realize, like, I feel like I've been doing this for 20 years. Right, you're speeding up the process, yeah, basically. Exactly. And also, I mean, I don't know if you're of the same mentality as me, but also like I'd like to be at a point in my life when I'm older to be able to retire at a younger age. Not even retire, but be able to, you know, kind of have my, have, have my financial freedom, like you're saying. Yep. You know, be able to, to relax a little bit. You know, yep. I think I, I'm obsessed with work. I'm a workaholic. Yep. So I think work is always going to be something I'm doing. You know, but maybe at that point, when you have that money, you can kind of do what you want to do. Try try different businesses and start different projects. And you have money yep. to play with. 100%. So, you know, it's definitely kind of exciting. But see, like, that, like again, like, it's money is a tool. Exactly. It's meant to be used Right? Exactly. It allows you, like, that's what allows freedom. Right. And it's like not just staring at money in your account. You're supposed to use it to, to make more of it. Exactly. You know, and, uh, and I've been really fortunate enough to meet some really incredible people. Um, even yeah. like my grandparents have been a huge inspiration to me, you know, entrepreneurs from the get and uh, just the lifestyle that they live now. And I think they're in their 90s now. But like, again, like the last like 20, 30 years, they've been, you know, being able to go on month long vacations that's whenever awesome. they want. Yeah. And, like, never care about things. But like, yeah. they. They saved every dollar. They were very frugal. They they invested their money. They mm. did all the right things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just like I saw that, and I was just in, incredibly inspired. Yeah, of course. You know, at a young age of like, wait a second, like that. There is something to this money game. Yeah, that's awesome. You know? That's awesome. Did you go to school at all? So college. I uh, I went to Brookdale Community College. For nice. Like a year. Okay. 
hated it. Yeah, business dropped, or? Um, I studied accounting and business. Okay. Hated it. Mm-hmm. Like I knew from like seven, eighth grade, I remember telling my, par- my parents that like, I'm like, I'm not going to college. Right. Like I remember having that conversation with them. And then like I went to community college cause, just because that's what everybody did. Yeah, and yeah. And they wanted me to at least get a degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, uh, I think that college is super important yeah. for the people who need it. Yeah, I was going to ask you what your opinion on like. Yeah, like look, I mean, like I'm not here to say college is nonsense because it's not. Like, yeah. It's just like you know, if you're going to be a doctor, you better go. If you're going to be an accountant, you better go. You know, like all these. There's definitely um, you know uh, careers that you need. Right. Right. But then, like, look, if there's people who want to be entrepreneurs, I'm not telling you also not to go to business school if you use it the right way. College is supposed to be used. You know, mm. use it as a networking tool. Use it as to uh, leverage uh, to uh, get connections and other things like. But people just go to drink and like I just you know there's a better way to spend two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, especially if it's your parents' money. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I went to college for two years, a business program, private school outside of Philly. Yeah. Spent so much money, so much student loans for no reason really, and by by the third year I was like I do not want to take out another loan. I was like I just need to get out of here, just figure out how to start this on my own because I always knew I wanted to do something entrepreneurial and start my own business in some way. Well, think about it. Like imagine, and again, like this is to all the, the people listening who like think that uh, they want to be an entrepreneur. Like, it's not about like ready. It's about the education of it. Yeah. But what if I told you that the education is that it doesn't have to be conventional. Yeah. You know, going and learning underneath somebody else who's oh, wildly 100%. successful. Imagine that, like, like me working underneath this guy Jim who, mm. who ran these stores, right? Yeah. And it's like that was worth way more than any amount of money that I could have went to college for. Yeah. Right, yeah. and it's like, you know, I was chasing. Don't get me wrong; I was chasing mentorship and education and all these things. I believe in education probably more than anybody will ever know. Like I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars um, on self education, going mm. to conferences and seminars, and getting you know reading books and you know getting coached by you know very successful individuals. It's like I believe in education. Yeah, just yeah. the right kind for what you're doing. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, that that and like for the field that we're in. Learning it underneath somebody and being in the trenches is the best way to learn it. Like, 100%. I mean, if you're going to get into real estate and you're going to business school, that makes no sense, really. Yeah, you have it, to. It's all about experience. Yeah, like business school is like. It, look, I'm not here to downplay business school because like, yeah. there's probably things that I might not have heard from that. Yeah. But it's at the same time, like I look at it as what I learned from my mentors is so hyper focused to this industry. Yeah. Into the things I want to learn. Yeah. Because like a lot of people come out of business school and they're like. You know, they try to be a business consultant now because mm. they think that they can do it better than everybody else. Right. And I don't mind the passion and I don't mind the enthusiasm, which is great. But, like, so I'll give you an example. You know what? We, we were talking about, like, what I did before real estate and I started a bunch of companies. One of them was a business consulting company. Okay. And I remember studying under a guy named Jay Abraham. Okay. One of the number one business consultants of all time. Mm. And I would read every article he wrote. Every you know, every book he wrote, everything about him. I studied every video he put out, hundreds of videos, and I got so inspired about how you could analyze a company. Yeah. And what I said to myself was, why at twenty something would anybody listen to me? No matter right. my no matter my knowledge. Right, right. I said, why don't I go build a business for the next ten years? Just uh, have something back so you up. So I can prove myself to myself. Yeah. So that if I ever wanted to go coach people afterwards, I got something to show for. Yeah, yeah. Right. If I know so much about business. Right. I'm not going to go be a business consultant at 22, 23. I'm right. going to build a company first, yeah. which will allow me to live whatever life I want to afterwards. Exactly. And this actually ties in perfect to what I was going to ask you next, which is starting at your age, have you ever run into any problems with credibility or experience where, where clients are like asking you about that, especially when you're starting real estate 
right off the get-go, like, you know, getting your first appointments, things like that, and how did you face those? So I feel like whatever uh, whatever you tell yourself as an objection in your head mm-hmm. is what you get the most. Okay. Right? If you keep telling yourself that you don't know enough, if you keep telling yourself I'm young, if you keep telling yourself, you know, whatever objection you keep saying to yourself, mm. you're going to keep getting it. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like I just have had this innate confidence Yeah. since, you know, I got in this business, really. And uh, it's really just carried me through everything. I mean, sure, have I gotten people who have said, like, you know, how old are you again? And yeah. Like, you know, I, of course, you know, we've all gotten that. But, you know, it, it, and even now it's funny when I get that. But, you know, people think I'm a lot older now. You know, typically 30, 31. But, you know, now it's like, now I look at, you know, I can show them my record, my track record. Right. And, you know, they don't really care how old you are. They just care what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, I just, again, like, the whatever objection, like, stop telling yourself these BS objections because it's not true. Yeah. You're making it up for yourself and you're causing these issues on your own. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's a confidence thing. People enjoy, like, people appreciate the confidence. Yeah. People connect with the energy. So if you have high energy and a lot of people think that I'm, like, off the walls with energy. Yeah, yeah. Know, like, like, that's what people connect with. They really, no, it's you know, great. age is a number. Who cares? Yeah. It's like, think about it like this, right? For anyone who's listening, no one cares if you're 20, 40, 68, whatever the number is. Mm. It's like, what are you going to do for me? Right. What kind of value are you going to yeah. provide? No, because like also you have to realize I know people who just got their license at 53. Yeah. And I'm 22, right? Or And I'm 25 now and I've been in the business six years, but like they have this weird connection with a 53-year-old because they feel like they're automatically more experienced. Right, right. You know what I mean? So that's like, not always true. That's, it's not always true. So no. like that's why it's like it's all in your head. It's yeah. all in your head. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to cut to a quick ad break and then we'll be right back. This episode is also sponsored by Josh Blair with Family First Funding. Buying a home should be one of life's greatest moments. Creating a happy customer is not just an idea, it's a tangible result that Josh strives to achieve on every single transaction. Josh's biggest passion and drive today is still the same, helping others achieve their personal goals and dreams. At Family First Funding, their mission is to set high standards in the mortgage industry, and they are committed to quality customer service, putting the people they serve first. Take advantage of their expertise in the residential lending industry by calling Josh Blair today. You will find that the skill, professionalism, and consideration they give to each of their clients is what will make getting your loan a successful endeavor. You can reach Josh personally anytime at 732-904-7856. Again, his number is 732-904-7856. And I can testify personally. I work with Josh on many deals. He's my preferred lender and he does an amazing job his team is available around the clock 24 7 i call and text him anytime so if you're a realtor looking to work with a new lender who's going to be reliable answer your calls and be on top of your deals he's the guy to go to and last but not least we have goldfinch title goldfinch title is backed by trident abstract out of wall township a leader in the industry trident has been in business since 1976 At Goldfinch, they have specialized teams ready to respond with solutions tailored to your needs, whatever they may be. This ensures that you receive maximum responsiveness, cost effectiveness, and efficiency. In partnership with their growing networks of offices around the globe, they have the flexibility to service national and multinational customers. Communication is key, and from the moment your offer is accepted, Goldfinch representatives will walk you through every step of the process. I can personally vet for them as well. I've worked with them on many deals. They work with my preferred attorney, and I've had nothing but a pleasure working with them, and every transaction that's in their hands has gone extremely smooth. Goldfinch has been vetted by most major banks and lenders. They offer full settlement services, making the process with them simple and completely cohesive. So if you're interested in working with them, 
call 732-547-2242 for a quote today or to learn more about their services. Again, the number is 732-547-2242. All right, so I want to ask you, what were some of your biggest challenges when you first started and what's some advice you can give to new agents? Awesome. So challenges in the very beginning was, uh, you know, it's so funny. So we were chatting just recently like about the cold calling and how like that's basically became my life. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I still remember. And so at Pump It Up, I, would, I was training people um, on, on customer service and leadership and management and all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. And I get in the real estate space and my mentor at the time, she was just like, all right, we're going to start cold calling. I'm like, absolutely no way. Mm. Like, I'm not cold calling. That's ridiculous. Right, right. Like, and I kept, uh, you know, coming up with excuses as to why I shouldn't do that. Right. So, uh, I, you know, just right off the bat, a huge challenge was not understanding that lead generation, like we said before, is like the most valuable thing in the world. Yeah. In this yeah. business. It's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Because if you have enough leads, everything else you'll figure out. Right. But if you don't have enough leads, you never have to worry about the rest of it because you're not going to do any business. Right. Right, so I put off lead generation and understanding it at a high level. I I kept thinking that it wasn't about lead generation, but it was about the operations. Okay. Right, so lead generation, the number one thing is like my mistake was not understanding how lead generation was as powerful as it is. Focus on lead generation. Mm. It's the number one thing in the world. Period. And basically, any business is sales. Right. Right. That's that's advice number one. Understand sales at a high level and understand like in, in real estate specific, you need to have lead generation systems rolling. Hmm. Right. And again, at the beginning of your career, that might be cold calling or, you know, like we talked about, it could be building relationships and other things, which we can talk about it right. know, later on. But that was number one. Number two was not understanding money. Yeah. I feel like, you know, people forget in real estate that you are a business owner. Yeah. Treat it like a business. Yeah. Like you're not a hobbyist. Yeah. And some people co-mingle the money. So, you know, like it goes in like a personal account. Right. And then like they're saving, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. And then their accountant's mm-hmm. like talking to them like, you know what I'm saying? Like they just don't understand that you're really running a company. Take it seriously. And Take it seriously. If you don't have an LLC yet and you've been in real estate for X amount of years, what are you doing? Right. That's like step one. Build yeah. an LLC, separate the money. Like, and I didn't know this. Right. Right, and you have to look at every penny every month. You should have something called a P and L, a profit and loss statement. I didn't know right. what that meant years ago, right? And I was even doing that, you mm-hmm. know, years ago in the accounting and other in other things. And it's just like you have to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. Right. So, like again, number two is like not paying attention to the money. And by the way, what you don't pay attention to does not grow. Right. Right. So if you're wondering why you're not making more money, it's because you're not paying attention to the money. And again, mm-hmm. I made that huge mistake. Uh, so that was that was, and again, it could be as simple as getting QuickBooks. By yeah. The way. Yeah. This does yeah. not have to be something crazy, oh, no. right? Um, so that was number two. And then uh, number three is realizing that uh, I, I have made the mistake of scaling way too fast, way too soon. Okay. And uh, which loaded me up on really heavy expenses. And like, mm-hmm. look, I'm 25 and my bills, just to give you an idea, were somewhere in the 25 to 35,000 a month range. Jesus. And that's right. no, no paid leads or anything? No. Or that's just no staff and. Staff, um, just like, uh, you know, uh, rent and. Yeah. marketing costs and other things but like again when you're spending 30 let's just call it as 30,000 a month right that's 360,000 dollars a year yeah and that's before you earn a dollar right and you're staring at a mountain that right. you gotta like that you know just to break even was that motivational to you though like kind of having that burden you have to now meet these standards I don't want to I know absolutely no because I know I, some people I, work I like just, that no 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 so I um I thought it was just the only way okay 
to earn more was to scale bigger and right. whatever. And it's just not the truth. You got you to spend money to make money. That's yeah, it. That, yeah, that like I, I, had that, I sort of had that in my head, but I also was like, you know, um, if I bring on one more salesperson, I'll do this much more business, which could compensate, but it's all could. It's yeah. not actually happening. Right. It's all possibility. Right, hypotheticals. And I feel like when you're running a company, uh, uh, again, coming back to the, the thing right before, is like understanding the money at a high level. Yeah. Have the revenue first yeah. in the account before mm-hmm. you grow. Right. Right, and there's a there's a, a way to grow and there's a way not to, mm. and everyone because everyone I feel like just like um, sees these huge companies scaling up in like two seconds, all of a sudden selling for a billion dollars, and they think they have to scale ridiculously. Right, and it's just not the truth. Yeah, most businesses don't work like that. And most of them probably were hustling and building in the background for a period before that. Not as well. only that, Nobody but sees. also like if you really understand the numbers on some of these companies that are selling off, yeah, they're running at a loss. Right. Okay. And they are they are raising so much money mm. just to break even. Yeah. That like and again they're they're all, it's like a fantasy world. Really. Yeah. Right. So if you're in the real estate space, you have to run it with a revenue first business, profit first business, and grow when the money's there. Right. right. I made that mistake and it cost me a lot because yeah. it's like think about it like this: if you're making whatever amount of money you're making, whether that's a hundred grand a year or a million dollars a year, it's mm. not about what you make; it's about what you keep. Yeah. And I did not understand the difference. Right, right. Right, because... not really making it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. think about it like this. I know people who earn, you know, 500 grand a year, a million dollars plus a year, um, any number you can really come up with, but they're walking away with 5 or 10% profit in their pocket at the end of the year. Which and is... It's like, yeah. why don't... If you're... Like, think about it like this. If you're grossing a million dollars, but your bills are 800 and you're only walking with 200 grand, if you had a company that you were a much smaller business and you only earned two fifty or three hundred, but you know all of it was profit, yeah, you know, or a substantial amount was profit, yeah, you could have a lot less stressful of a life, yeah, hundred you know? percent. And again, it took me a really long time to understand that, yeah, and uh, cost me a lot of money and time. But yeah. you know, going forward now, it's like I'm going to stay super lean, yeah, yeah, and get my, my. The goal is always to make the most amount of money and spend yeah. the least. Yeah, definitely. Shocking oh. advice, right? But, <laughs> yeah. but it is the truth. Yeah, a lot of people need to hear that. I mean, it's the basics, but a lot of people even want to, you know, they put so much money into it, and they're like you're saying, they're losing so much money, but they want to have that appearance that they're that they're, they're making that money. Yeah, and that's the, it, that's the culture. But when you actually realize that, and you actually start saving a lot of money every month, and it it's the most blissful thing in the world. Yeah, because absolutely. Because I, I really thought it was the only way, and it is not. Yeah. What do you think about um, agents who spend? tens of thousands on leads versus organic lead generation. What's your thoughts on that? So let's just break down the numbers first and yeah. I'll give you my opinion. Okay. Right? Let's just say you're spending what, five thousand a month on leads? Yeah. Spend five grand a month on a lead. And we all know the conversion on, on online leads is something around one percent or less. Right. Right. And if you're getting higher than that, kudos. Uh, the uh, let's just say if you're spending the five, average commission in our area is six thousand bucks. Right. Seven thousand bucks, sure. Right. Right. And it's like, okay, let's just say it's 6000 for number's sake. You spent five grand that month to get one lead that you're going to close for $6,000. You're making $1,000 quote-unquote profit. Mm. But what you're not realizing is that's still revenue because you haven't paid any of your bills this month. Right. Like staff, like rent, like marketing costs on other things and photos and other things and lockboxes and signs. And it's like right now we're running at... Um, just to kind of give you an idea, somewhere between, somewhere around about a thousand dollars per transaction in cost. Okay. Between that, a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars in cost, right? Okay. So it's like if it's fifteen hundred dollars as an example per transaction closed, and you're, you're only making a thousand, you're actually you're under. losing five hundred a month. But what you're not, what you're, what you feel is success is all of the leads coming to you. Right, right, and you're closing and, deals. But and... again, like if you're not running a and L, you wouldn't know the difference. Right, right. 
you just you know you're kind of just looking at your bank account and like oh I have money in there still that's great. right right but it's you know? just going right out the door basically it's just like, okay but now let's flip the, let's flip the scenario let's say you get one referral that month for free and you make six thousand dollars and it costs you fifteen hundred dollars to do the deal right. you're at a net profit of forty five hundred dollars yeah yeah instead of losing five hundred yeah what's even the argument there's no argument the argument's the work they yeah they want to do the work they'd rather pay to do the work that's true that's hundred percent true do you, so you have no paid leads at all uh, I have none none Zero. wow wow. Like, don't, so really the only thing that I have done in the past is that I paid for Zillow, but here's a little thing that I'm doing with Zillow is that I find the zip code where I can pay the least amount of money yeah. and still be on Zillow. Yeah. Because I, you know, I think I pay like maybe two, three hundred bucks. I really? don't need the leads. That's really Because it's not for the leads. Yeah. But it's, I look at it like this, right? If I'm on Zillow for, let's call it 300 bucks a month, it's $3,600 a year. Yeah. Okay. If I get one lead. It, it pays for itself. Pays everything, yeah. And I just want the service of Zillow anyway so that I become a quote-unquote premier agent. Right. I don't need the leads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes so a lot that, of sense. That's why that's pretty I smart. do it that way. And it's not, like, and again, like, that's the only paid leads that I do. Yeah, that's pretty smart. That makes a lot of sense. Um, speaking back to about your um, your referral clients and your investor clients, yeah. how did you create those connections with them? Was it through cold calling? Like a, a, you know, a random for sale by owner that you connected with or? So funny enough, my now investment partner and close friend he's like my brother now like he actually called me randomly on it like it was like a, he was like a sign call okay three plus years ago wow you know and now we're just like but you know you build enough of a, of a relationship with somebody and you get close enough with them and it's amazing what you can create with yeah members. you know like think about it like this everybody in your life was a stranger at some point yeah you know and everyone you know like like oh i can never you know cold call i can never do this everyone was a stranger everyone yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. the person you're gonna marry one day is, is a stranger. You know, she's like, or was a stranger? She's like, come on. It's like you know, it's, you got to get over that fear. Right. You know, because right. like relationships have changed my life and will continue to. Yeah. Right, because it's just it's incredible what what can be created out of just you know a simple little thing as a sign call. Yeah. Yeah. Right place, yeah. right time. Right, and everything. It all matters. All that. All that stuff matters. matters. And it's like not every not every person is gonna be a, a home run of a person of a relationship, but it's like it's it's so not about effort. one. It's not about one. You got to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, and that you know? one could be. And could if you don't, be. if you're not putting the effort in, then you might slip by and go you to another just, agent. You just don't know until yeah. you actually have a conversation with like who they know and who they know. It's amazing what it can turn into. And I'm looking at my life now and who I know. It's like, it's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I feel the same way. I'm, I'm definitely uh, forming some newer relationships over the last year. Where it's like, you know, just like crazy doors opening. And real quick, I want people to realize, like, look, as much as like, a, you know, just as a personal thing for me, it's like, I don't want people to think that, that it's like, you're not going to make a million dollars your first year in real estate. No. Right? But think about if you had any business, you're not going to make a million dollars your first year. Could you 100%? Is it likely? Absolutely not. Mm. And it's like, you realize your first couple of years is going to be, you know, literally going through the dirt. And yeah. Just like barely getting by. And yeah. that's any company. Yeah. Most businesses are at like a 10, 20, you know, 25% profit or less. Yeah. Like that's most operations. And like that's on a, you know, a, um, you know, any amount of revenue, you know, any dollar amount, you know, from zero to billions. And it's like, that's a good profit margin when you're only grossing 30 grand. It's like, how are you living? Right. Right. So your first couple of years is like, it, it is a gradual growth of yeah. this business and be like, it's, it is okay to be a part of that early years. You know, it doesn't mean to give up. It just means to keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. Yeah. And eventually, you'll get there. It's like Everybody starts somewhere. Tony Robbins says, you know, again, people overest uh, people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade. Mm. And that really hit home for me years ago. And it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm still closing my eyes for another. You know, like I don't even care where I'm at right now because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because I know yeah. I'm on a 10 year plan. You know, a 20 year plan. It does not matter. So tell, tell me about your 20 year plan. Where do you see yourself 
in the future? Are you still going to be very heavily involved as an agent or are you looking to take it a different route? I, I wanted to mention your Instagram. You do a lot of sure. like talking videos, your talking corner. What, what's that that segment you have? Oh yeah, I, I, I have so many different. Programs. Yeah, you have a bunch of segments. Yeah. So I wanted to see if maybe like something in your future that you saw was like motivational speaking or something. I, I, I totally see you going so, that direction. I appreciate that, man. I mean, one day I feel like uh, you know right now I do a lot of stuff for free. Okay. Um, I really looked at it like I've been so fortunate to learn from so many people in my life, hmm. and you know, I believe you know like things like speaking and information should be free. Right. Right? Because it's, it's changed my life so much. And like, look, would I love to do public speaking? 100%. Yeah. I don't ever want to get paid for it. Okay. You know, like, I just feel like it's just like, I feel like that's, uh, look, the, the information that I want to give to the world, I don't feel like I should hold back and make you pay me for it. Okay. Don't get me wrong, there's a difference of me speaking on a stage in, in front of a lot of people and yeah. maybe one day coming into a company and helping them rebuild it. Yeah. You know, like, there's a very big difference. But, um, you know, I, it's funny. So I, I'm a huge goal-oriented guy. I don't know if you got that from this podcast yet. But, um, <laughs> so uh, I actually have a completely written-out version of my vision of 20 years in the future from right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's completely detailed of every bit of my life and what I want and every you know, and every aspect of it. Actually, every year for the next 20 years, I have written out. Really? Yeah, every year. So I look at it a lot, and I'm always tweaking it and always mm. adjusting it. And uh, but I feel like a lot of people need to start with 20 years in the future. Mm, and sometimes okay. that's hard for people to really think 20 years in the future but if you don't have a destination how it's like thinking about taking a trip on a plane or a car and not knowing where you're going right 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 you could be completely heading the complete wrong direction yeah you have no idea yeah but when you have it written down and you have a map like if you have a destination you can create a map to right destination. backtrack and build and, and figure out where what you need to do to get to that goal exactly right and i feel like you know it, it, you know to so many people they're like oh yeah that makes sense but then they don't even do it it's right like set a goal for even 12 months in the future or yeah. five years or whatever the furthest you can really think of and the craziest part is that stop thinking that it has to be set in stone because it's not yeah but you need to have some sort of destination yeah Right, or you're never gonna get there. Yeah. Right, you're kind of, kind of, you know, it's so funny, right? Because I've spoken, you know, I've, again, I've been really blessed, and I've uh, spoken in front of a, a few uh, college classes, business classes, uh, via Zoom. I know what you've been doing yeah. during the, the, the virus here. Yeah. Um, and, but uh, a lot of people don't ever, they don't ever put two and two together. That it's like, uh, you know, if th- these goals, these twenty-year visions, they're, they're it's not that just their parents, but it's like these individuals who you hear about having a midlife crisis. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. And what a midlife crisis is is it's waking up and realizing you wish you had goals twenty years ago. Right, right. That's what a midlife crisis. You're not is. where you want to be. Exactly. Basically, that's what a midlife crisis is. Mm. And a lot of people don't pay enough attention to that. Yeah. And it's just like it's just a simple fix of just writing down a few goals. Yeah. And just working towards them. Yeah. Right. And again, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. You know, yeah. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it just like put something on paper and put it on your wall every day so you see it. Yeah. And you should see my mirror at home. It is just expo marker. The like, entire yeah. mirror. <laughs> and I'm like trying to squeeze in and brush my teeth at night, like right in the, like, the corner that I don't have anything written on. But I've had that on for so long because I want to just keep seeing it and keep seeing it and keep seeing it. Just engrave it in your mind. Where, exactly. Yeah. I like, know where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like the best part about it is like you know when you're on or off track. That's yeah. the big thing. Yeah. Because you don't, if you don't know you're off track, you don't know when you're on track, and it's just like and vice versa. And it's like it's a freaky thing to feel like. Yeah. You know, like you know why people can be good at school or really, you know, like or sports or anything like that is because you are tracked and measured in every moment. Right. 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 Yeah. If you're not tracking and measuring anything, just like a PL in your company, you could be losing money every month and not realizing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, I would say this business is so totally different than a lot of other businesses—a corporate job or you know an office job or anything like that because. Those goals we have kind of we have to set them ourselves, and we're only accountable to ourselves on exactly. this. And that's the big thing for a lot I of people. I take one hundred percent responsibility for all the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
yeah. everything in between. Yeah. It's all my fault. Yeah. Right? All of it. Every yeah. part of it is, is my fault. I'll take 100% responsibility. And guess what? If I don't like something, I'm going to change it. Yeah. That's my choice. Yeah. Right? Nothing's going to control that decision of mine. Right? Mm. So it's like where I really want to be in 20 years, I see it as, uh, and again, this is sort of like a real quick snippet of it. It's like uh, part of it is you know, I'm going to be a large investor in real estate because obviously, you know, it's funny how realtors uh, like to sell it, but they don't like to buy it. It makes no sense because mm. it's best best investment you can ever be making you know, right percent of all millionaires are in real estate yeah yeah um, so definitely a large investor in real estate I've seen you know I've seen a multitude of my friends and family become very wealthy off of it uh, that's number one number two uh, I really don't think I'm gonna be an agent past like maybe 10 years or so okay yeah um, I'm, I'm gonna kind of step back and that's why I need to own enough real estate where an investment I have, where game I have to sell it or you know be a part of it as an agent it doesn't mean I'll get rid of my but yeah, um, that'll be a big pillar. And then uh, really, I see this as like something like Blackstone. I don't know if you know what that is. Blackstone is one of the largest investment companies on the planet. Heard of it. Um, you know, trillions of dollars under management. It's unbelievable uh, what Steve Fortune has created. And uh, I've studied a lot underneath him and what he's created. And it's amazing. But they buy not just real estate, but it's, it's stocks, it's companies. It's, okay. you know, it's everything under the sun. I mean, the portfolio is extravagant. And um, mm. it's really an inspiration to see. But I want to I want to build one of the largest investment companies. Out there, but nice, all, very all cool. Different, all different asset classes. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's funny how, like, when you buy real estate, you are buying a business. That's what that is, and you yeah. have to run a profit and loss, and it's the same exact thing. So it's like it's like buying a business, right? No matter what you're looking at, right, right, right? definitely. So I mean, it's that's that's that that's really the trajectory that I'm on. It's awesome. It's awesome. Right now, you own some investment properties currently. Uh, it, not under my personal name, but uh, just all of them okay. and partners. Are you more into the idea of flipping or flipping to sell or flipping to rent and having the, having rental properties? So every deal is different. Okay. Right? So like when someone who's coming on here and saying that one is better than the other, yeah. like, look, do I believe in rentals and believe that that's really where wealth is created? A hundred percent. It is a different game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, is, it is a, uh, you know, Grant always says it's not a get rich quick, it's a get rich for sure. Yeah. That's the best way to say it. Right? <laughs> that, that is, that's what the rental game is, right? But people who flip homes, I understand it. Yeah. Right? Because think about it. Your net profit off of a rental property might only be a few hundred dollars yeah. a month. Right. right. And a lot of people go like, well, that's not enough for me. But you're also not paying attention to the appreciation, the depreciation, and the equity. It's a long-term game. It is a huge long-term game, and a lot of people don't pay attention to that. Yeah. And um, when it comes to flipping, it's more quick money. Because mm. here's the crazier part. People who are flipping properties are, are constantly putting that money back into buying rentals. They just, yeah, they keep... They keep the, answer's, the, the answer is like all of it can work. Yeah. It's whatever your goals are. Yeah. And also whatever you're kind of like bent towards too, I think. Yeah. You know, whatever you like enjoy and that you want to, like, like you're saying, go all in on tunnel vision, just focus in on that because yeah, like, there's so multiple routes to I look at it like this. Flipping homes is a part of an active income. Right. right now, no matter what your business is or what your career is, you have an active income. Mm. Mind selling houses. Mm. Other people can be flipping houses. Other people can be selling chairs or flooring or whatever they're doing, being an accountant or sitting at a desk job. That is your active income. Yeah. What you do with your active income is what will make you wealthy. Right, right. Now, spending that money on buying rentals is what you should do with it. Yeah. So you should be doing flips if that's what you love. But then taking your profits yeah. in buying rentals. Yeah, having a diverse investment portfolio, 100%. basically. Because eventually you want to be able to stop flipping houses. Yeah. But yeah. you can't do that if you don't own something that's giving you passive income. Yeah, or if it's you keep spending, spending the money and exactly. you know, just burning it away. Exactly. It all matters. Yeah. But every deal is every deal is different. Yeah. Every deal is and, and you know, my partners now have taught me to analyze every single deal individually. 
Every deal is individual because it might actually make sense to just buy it and hold it as a rental if you can get it enough, get it at a good enough price. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, then other cases, it just might as well just get rid of it because you're going to profit a hundred and something thousand dollars. You might as well just make that hundred and move into the next deal. Right, right, right. It's, Every deal is so different. Right. It's, it's, it's so very different. true. It's very true. All right. So I have one final question for you. Thank you so much for coming out for the podcast. This is great. Um, I want you to talk to the camera and tell the viewers if there's anybody out there who is maybe thinking about real estate, thinking about flipping, investing, or becoming an agent, what would you tell them? Somebody who's on the fence about this. All right. So I'll make this short and concise. Find somebody who's doing it at a really high level and go shadow them. Don't worry about the money you're making at the very beginning of your quote unquote career. Go shadow somebody. That education will be worth more than anything period and uh, do it for a couple of years understand it like you like know tomorrow understand it like the back of your hand and then you can go do it on your own save up a lot of money don't don't think that you have to do it all on your own the first time you know I, again I probably will buy properties and businesses and other things with partners maybe for the rest of my life I don't have to be a hundred percent owner of anything because I'd rather be a hundred percent owner I mean uh, I'd rather be a percentage owner of a billion dollars worth of real estate than a hundred percent of a hundred grand Right, and mm. uh, that that is just leverage, leverage, one hundred percent. And look, guess what? My partners know more than me. Yeah, they're gonna help make sure that I don't make the mistakes that maybe they did when they were younger. Right, and again, especially at my age, just because like I'm the first person to say I don't know everything. I know a lot, but not everything. And you know, what's what's the, really the worst case scenario of working with people who know more than you? Yeah, no. Right away. Take the, take the dive, take the leap, and just realize that right now the only person who control your future is you. So take the you know take massive levels of action, and you'll see a huge payoff. But give it a few you know give be patient and take you know give it a few years. Awesome, awesome. You want to give them your socials, drop any information where to follow you, where they can watch your videos. Well, I won't give them my social, but I'll give them my socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, my Instagram handle, Facebook, everything is under just my full name, Henry Eisenstein, H E N R Y E I S E N S T E I N. Uh, follow me on anything and uh, DM me. You can you can put my cell phone number down below or whatever you want. Yeah, we can put in the video. Yeah, <laughs> love, love it, yeah. So the phone number is nine zero eight two one six six five three two. Just shoot me a text. Call me anytime. I'm always here to help you out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Henry. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of Real Talk. We'll see you next week. Make sure to follow us on all social medias at mgrecorealty and at Real Talk on Instagram and Facebook. See you guys next time.